Good morning. Hope everyone is doing great today. And you can hear me. If anyone jumps on, let me know if you can hear me. Wow. The holidays are now in our rearview mirror. So now we just have to welcome in the new year, 2021. How exciting. Let's put 2020 behind us, right? Hope you guys, hope Santa brought you everything that your hearts desired. Jeff, you can hear me? Awesome. Thank you so much. We are going to talk today about the one of the most creative deals that I ever worked on. And it was, I was young in my career, which uh, that was one of the components why it's one of my favorite, most creative deals. So I am going to share my screen. You guys tell me if you can see this. Happy New Year, everybody. So hopefully, can you guys, did you guys see that? Yeah, Lindsay, let's save a deal. Hi, Blake. The Azor factor. Okay, did you guys see when I popped up on the screen? Tell me if I'm going to come back to the chats because I can't see the chats. Can you see this? Okay, I'm going to leave it up for a second. So let me know. Lindsay, could you see that site plan that I popped up? Everyone says no, no. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. I'll try it again. This just worked a minute ago. Hold on, hold on. Share screen, share screen, share screen. Okay, now, did you guys, let's see. Sorry, guys. Hmm. Oh, Josie said she could see it now. So Josie, do me a favor. I'm going to try it and then text me on my phone if you could see it. So I'm going to try it one more time and then I'm not going to back up to see the chats. Okay, Josie, text me and let me know if you can see it on the screen. The year of 2020 where Beth figures out how to do technological things. So hopefully you guys can see the screen of this site plan. I put it up there. Can you guys see it? Oh, brother. Okay, well, I'll try it one more time. She said she could see it, but then she couldn't. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I want this to work, and seeing the site plan would be a really great idea. Okay, well, I'm going to, I guess I'm going to have to... Uh, draw you the picture in my mind or in your mind because, and I'll draw it on a piece of paper and I'll show it to the camera, I guess is what I'll do. 
because you guys can't see this and that's a bummer. Okay, I'm glad you can still see my face. Okay, so the center was W-shaped. W Let's see, it looked like that. So it was W-shaped like this, okay? And it had out parcels in front of it, gotcha? And it had an anchor, an anchor, an anchor, so anchor, anchor, anchor in the back, out parcels in front. So you guys love my artistic talent. We're gonna talk about this space right here. And this was, this space was at the main entranceway of the property, okay? Um, so I know I need technical guidance, <laughs> I know. Um, so big, huge shopping center, 400,000 square feet, lots of anchors, out parcels blocking all the visibility and exposure. I get hired to lease it. It was a new development. It had opened a year and a few months prior. And this was back in the 90s, early 90s. I'm aging myself. The anchors were Lionel Playworld, Marshalls, Linens and Things, which was owned by Marshalls and Old Navy and Circuit City. So a bunch of anchors. And then the out parcels were Chili's, Olive Garden, and other six to 8,000 square foot out parcel restaurants. So the restaurants had all the visibility and exposure and the anchors drove the traffic, but all of the other tenants that filled in the other 300,000 square feet uh, had zero visibility and exposure except for this space. This space right here, because it was right at the entranceway, had the only remaining visibility and exposure. Why was I brought in to lease it? I was brought in to lease it because the developer had given a year free rent to all of the tenants, the local tenants. They had built out all of the spaces and no personal guarantees. And the rents at the end of the free rent period were probably $10 above market. So let's say the market was 15 to 20 bucks a square foot. These tenants agreed to pay $30. The parking was, good question. The parking was all, all here, like in these little right here and then right here. So the parking was in between the W. And then there was parking on the sides and parking in the back. And all of the out parcels had its own parking. So the developer signed leases, built out the local tenants, no guarantee, a year free rent. And what happens when the free rent burns off, the tenant has no skin in the game, didn't invest any money in the space and no guarantees. 100,000 square feet or more of local tenants blew out in the middle of the night. So the developer fires their partner, who was the leasing group, and hired me. So I get to come on board and 
this is when I determined how important canvassing was. <laughs> I was canvassing 80 to 100 people a day. If you've never seen the video, the day I almost quit, go watch that video. That was about this project because I just prospected and prospected and prospected and no one wanted to come to the center because they thought it was jinxed because all those tenants moved out. And this is also when I learned the value of destination versus impulse and how without visibility and exposure, you can't put impulse tenants, right? And that's a lot of the 100,000 square feet of tenants were impulse tenants, boutiques, um, ice cream, things that, you know, I remember, I think there was a Claire's accessory. There's no way that those tenants are going to make it without visibility and exposure. So, so I am now working with restaurants, destination restaurants to go in the back, destination spaces. But I get a, a call because I don't think I prospected this person, but maybe I did. It's, it's, it was a long time ago. But it was a sporting goods store that had seven locations in Miami. So um, the it was they wanted they had about 10 to 15,000 square feet in Miami. This is pre-sports authority. So really aging myself here, if you guys even know what sports authority is. And they had seven locations in Miami, which is about 30 to 40 uh, miles away. And they wanted to come into Broward County and open their first location, 15,000 square feet, which was awesome. So uh, they wanted this space though. They wanted the best space 15,000 square feet, and um, they wanted it for a single digit rent. And the owner of the property was General Electric. So of course, there's no way in the best space in the shopping center, are we going to agree to do a single digit rent? So we're, we're trying to get them from every way to Sunday to try to figure out how, do you, how can I make this deal? How can I get them to pay more rent? In the meantime, I'm prospecting, prospecting, prospecting. Back then, we didn't have CRM. We had three ring binders that were this thick. I had four three ring binders full of prospects I had, or, or businesses I had spoken to, not too many prospects. Um, so we're talking to these people for months. They really like the shopping center. It was a destination regionally located center right next to a, a regional mall. And I really wanted to put them in there because A, it was retail. They had a huge following in Miami. So I knew they could that people knew of them. They would bring families to the shopping center. It was just, everything was perfect about them. The size was great. They were gonna eat up a lot of square footage. The only problem was they were set on this single digit rent. So we're literally getting ready to walk away from the deal. I have nothing to lose. I'm literally in the business. I started in 86 and this was like in 92. So I'm literally in the business, not even just like five or six years. And one night I remember being on the phone with the owner of the business and I said, why why do you have to take this space? Because we were talking to them about all the other spaces in the shopping center. You could have any of the other spaces, but not that space, because that's the only space that we have visibility and exposure. And that's a space we have to get a high rent on. 
You can go anywhere else. We'll give you the single digit rents. So why do you have to have that space? I asked them, you know, questions, always ask questions. And they said, the problem is, is yes, we're known in Miami, but no one knows us in the Fort Lauderdale market. We have to have the visibility and exposure so that we can get, you know, it's like a marketing, it's like a billboard. So then I said, how long do you need to establish a presence in Broward County, the Fort Lauderdale market? And they said, probably two years. So I said, okay, what if I give you that end cap space, that whole finger there? What if I give you that 15,000 square feet, but after two years, the landlord can take back 5,000 square feet of that end cap. So I'll give you all this, but at the end of two years, I get to take back that space, that 5,000 square feet, so that I can recapture a higher rent, but you have spent two years establishing yourself. And I will warehouse the back space back here. Where is it? Right here. I won't lease this space back here so that when I take away the 5,000, I can give it to you in the back or you don't have to take it. You can just reduce your footprint to 10,000. They said, well, we would do that if you can, you know, if you can give, I think the rent was seven or eight bucks a square foot. So they said, we'll agree to that. So then I had to call General Electric with my boss and I called them and I said, so I found a way, to, the, the tenant's name was Sportsman's Paradise. And I said, I think I found a way to save this deal, but it's gonna hurt us for a couple of years, but in the long run, it will be you know, a great move. So we tell General Electric, GE, and they agreed. And so we were able to sign 15,000 square feet with a retailer. They brought a huge, they did a ton of marketing. They had full page ads in the Miami Herald all the time. So they did that. We have a newspaper called the Sun Sentinel. So they did all that advertising. They brought a ton of people to the center. Um, we were able to put, you know, obviously right away, big, huge coming soon signs. They kind of legitimized the property because they had seven locations, 30 miles away, this was going to be their first Fort Lauderdale location. It was phenomenal. So after a year of leasing that project, I ended up leasing, I think, 50,000 square feet after. So for six months, I didn't lease anything. And then the next six months, I leased 50,000 square feet. It was my first $100,000 year, first six-figure year. And then I quit because it was just really challenging with the partners so after a year, I quit, but I kept, we had, we recommended someone to take our place, management and leasing. And I kept calling at the two-year mark. I kept saying to the, our replacement, don't forget, you can take back that end cap. Don't forget, you can take back that end cap. I had leased the rest of this, not the whole center, I had leased 50,000 square feet of the 125,000 vacant. But I had leased to a Cuban restaurant for 5,000 square feet in the corner um, a Chinese restaurant, 5,000 square feet in the corner. I leased to them, which is 15,000 square feet. I remember leasing to a dance academy for about 6,000 square feet, all destination uses in the right places in the right center. And then uh, they never, ever 
took back, our, all of our successors never took back that end cap space. But fast forward to today, the, so the center still sits there today. Um, DDR or site centers ended up buying the center. They knocked, it, you know, the W shaped was a disaster from day one. They ended up knocking down that finger and they did like out, out pad buildings. And where that end cap sits today, I think is $60 rents. So, um, because it's right at the entranceway, like when you drive in, I think it's Lime and there's another, uh, maybe it's BurgerFi. Uh, so those two end caps, I'm sure are paying like in the fifties and $60. So it was a great uh, lesson to listen to the, the client, right? Like for, I'm telling you for three months, it was, we have to have the end cap. We have to have the end cap. We have to pay seven or $8 a square foot. And then my client, we're never going to do seven or $8. And, and, but the client never said we can't reduce the value long-term. Like maybe if they would have said that, that would have jogged something in me to say, oh, well, maybe it's not long-term. So, but be, by me asking, why do you need that end cap? And then stopping and listening, you know, we in sales are always trying to hone our, you know, prove our point or sell our point, right? So, well, why do you need it? Well, I need to establish a presence. Okay, well, how long will that take? Oh, two years. Okay, well, what if I give you the end cap for $7 for two years? And I think we also built in, I think we said, either you can give us back the space at $7, and then we'll give it to you behind, or you can just reduce your footprint, or your rent goes to, I think it was 25 bucks. So they had an option. If they needed that after two years, then they could be they could do the market rent. Or if they didn't need that space or didn't need that visibility, they could give us back the space so that we could recoup the value. Um, you know, they were way smarter people, you know, with Ivy League degrees and decades longer of real estate experience than me on that was that were working on that deal. I was 26 plus nine. I was 32 years old. This is the point that I tell you guys, you rookies all the time. Don't assume that you don't have a good idea. Or even if your idea sounds crazy, brainstorm with the higher ups, right? Or brainstorm with the decision makers or ask your clients, what is it that you need? Why do you need it? So that maybe you can come up with another idea. It turned out to be a fabulous deal. Again, having them there helped me lease probably got me the dance studio deal for sure, because it was that kind of customer, right? So very, very important when you're trying to save a deal, because this is save a deal Saturday, right? To ask questions, why do you need it? For how long do you need it? And then seeing if, you know, smart decision makers, they made a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. So it was definitely looking back in my career, I'm proud of it because I was so young in the business that I was, you know, tried to be creative. So, um, so let me see some of the questions. I saw some questions. Uh, can you print and show the camera? Well, can you flip the camera to the site plan on the computer? Oh, maybe I'll, 
what I'll do on LinkedIn, guys, is I'm going to post the picture of the site plan in a in um, as we repost this. I'll post the picture, so then you guys can at least see the the formal site plan, kind of. Um, there was plenty of parking, you know, my, my site planner and my picture certainly wasn't to, I think we had a thousand parking spaces. We had a lot. Yeah. Dottie you worked with Jack at sports authority. I have no idea what my commission was. It was, it was a good commission. It was probably, I'm thinking it was probably, I don't know. There wasn't a broker. I have no idea. Um, we did, we did, we staggered the rent. We got increases. We did get increases. Uh, let's see what else. Yay. We have listen to the client, listen to your clients, listen to your clients. Yes. So, um, and then co-tenancy for sure. For sure. How do you know when it's time to walk away from a deal? I was getting ready to walk away at that point. Uh, I remember another big deal that, you know, we could another, another conversation, but I was working on another 15,000 square foot deal with Bethesda Medical Center, a hospital. Again, months and months and months, they couldn't make a decision. And then this, I was even younger, probably 30. And I said, what's it going to take for you to make this deal? What would it take to, because we're getting ready to walk away because you guys can't make a decision. You know, what would it take? And I remember that we were at like 975 a square foot. This is for a second floor of 15,000 square feet. And I remember the hospital administrator saying, if you could go to like 935, I think we could get the deal done. I was thinking in my head, oh my God, we're going to get this deal done. And I remember hanging up, calling my boss saying, if you, and again, GE owned this center too. We did a lot of work for GE in those days. They, Bethesda just told me if we can get the rent down to 935, we can make this deal. And the lease was signed the next week. So again, I was ready to walk from that deal. I just had in our leasing agent forum, a young lady, Sarah, who was working on a deal with a chiropractor and the chiropractor kept coming back with the rent. You haven't lowered the rent enough. You haven't given me enough TI. Every time she talked to them, he brought up something else. And the owner kept, he was desperate to do the deal. If I recall these facts straight, he kept, they kept giving them not everything that the guy asked for, but for a little bit. And I said, Sarah, you're training the guy to ask for more because every time he asks, you give. And that's a recipe for, you know, you're, you're training him to go ask you for more. So I said, I said, stop, tell him, You've done the most you can do. There's nothing else you can do and walk from the deal. And she was very, she goes, oh, my owner's not going to walk from the deal. I'm like, I'm telling you, it's the only way you're going to know if this guy is a real deal or not. So they said, that's it. We can't do any more. I said, you know, I, I always, I like to use this line. It was, you know, I'm sorry this didn't work out this time. Maybe we can do business in the future, but you need to cut it. And literally, I think a week later, she called me and said, the guy, you know, the guy came back, we did the deal, the deal got signed. So why wouldn't you, even if, if you're going to go buy a car or you're going to buy a house, if you say, hey, will you give me a credit for this? Sure. Will you give me this? Sure. Why would you stop asking? You're creating your own problems. So when I walk away from a deal is when they get, they ask for too much. I say, no, you know, we're done. This is the best I can do. And I'm willing to walk from the deal. And sometimes I can even still go a little more, 
But if I give in and, you know, th there is a saying, if you give, you must get. So yes, I can give you another month of half rent, but then I have to reduce the TI by 50 cents. That stops that. So if you give, you must get. So, um, so that's my save a deal Saturday, asking the client, why do you need it? I need it for marketing. I need it for my billboard. I needed to establish a presence. Okay, how long will it take you to establish a presence? Oh, probably two years. Okay, great. Let me talk to my client. Let me give you the end cap for a stupid number for two years. It's an investment in us, in them. And if they make it, awesome. We have a 15,000 square foot retail tenant, brings in families and the co-tenancy and then the ability in two years to then take back the valuable space. Because what I tell people, never lease your most valuable space first, because whatever you lease that price at, you've now established that number. So by us leasing that $7 or $8 on that end cap, how do we get anything more than that in a lesser location? So I always tell people, save your best space to lease it last. But in this case, that wasn't going to be the option. That was what we were trying to do, but at least we got the right to recapture it. So I hope you guys had a great Christmas. I have a, we have a few things this week. I wanted to remind you guys on Tuesday at noon, we have uh, a webinar, free webinar, how to grow your business and brand with social media from noon to 1245 and then Q&A. Uh, at one o'clock, we have productive goal setting, one to 145 with Q&A. And then at two to 245, surefire prospecting. And then that goes into, we're starting our January calendar, canvassing calendar club challenge on January 1st, where if you finish the challenge, you will have prospected 496 businesses by January 31st. What a phenomenal way to kick off your year phenomenal way. So if you have had any challenges getting into the groove with prospecting, this is a perfect way to do it. Canvassing Calendar Club Challenge. And then also on, that's on, and then we have the kickoff of that on December 30th at four. And then also on December 30th, Role Play Wednesday, LinkedIn Live, Role Play Wednesday, where Lindsay is going to be my role play partner. So lots of things this year to end up the year strong um, all the details can be found on Azor Academy. So azoracademy.com. Uh, love seeing you guys. Thanks for all the input in the chat. Sorry about the technical difficulties. I will post the picture on LinkedIn. Bye guys. Happy new year.